there. You're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm host-elect Tom, and joining me, as ever, is co-host-elect Josh. Kick it! <laughs> I was no, no German this week. I'm, uh, I'm glad, because I exhausted all of my German vocabulary yeah. on the last episode. Same. We come to you, we're recording late on Saturday night UK time, although despite that I've only been awake for about four hours, <laughs> and uh, I hear um, that some significant news has, has broken <clears throat> earlier this afternoon, and as a consequence of that, I think uh, you, you also mentioned this before we started recording, there's going to be a new addition to one of Disney World's most famous attractions. Um, we cross now live to our Disney World correspondent, Josh Lawrence. Josh, uh, what can you tell us about the the uh, the addition that's yeah. coming? Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, Tom. Uh, so, uh, with the great announcement uh, that there has been a new president elected, uh, there will be an addition to uh, the presidents. The 46th president will be being made by Disney and added to the Hall of Presidents. Can you believe it? Who saw this coming? I didn't. Back to you in the studio. Yeah, yeah thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. We've got that. Yes, uh, that that is indeed significant news uh yet to see this fact covered in fact by any of the major networks they seem more interested in in frankly the rather uh you know boring consequences of this election which will be you know things like policy and international oh, just check my notes here international relations hmm uh yeah hmm. um nothing though on what it does mean for the hall of presidents at the Magic Kingdom. So, Josh, very grateful to you there for for filling us in. Do you have a timescale at all? When can we expect uh, President-elect Biden to be added to the Hall of Presidents? And what do you think his speech will entail? Uh, I think it will entail him uh, trying on different glasses, um, you know, trying out which, sun, which aviators look best on him. Um, yeah, reviewing the various uh, flavors of ice cream that are available throughout the four parks. Yep, yeah. uh, trying some of uh, those new donuts. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's a very good, that's a very good shout. Yeah. He he has a sweet tooth, I understand. Although a fantastic set of gnashes for a man of his age. Uh, I <laughs> regularly find myself lost in Mr. Biden's uh, gleaming pearly whites whenever he smiles. That that damn smile. <laughs> I uh I was quite shocked to find out that uh George Bush uh Jr. is younger than him. Uh younger than him now. right now, yeah. you mean. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he is he's not a young whippersnapper of a president, put it that way, but no. um we we don't really talk politics at all on the Park Rush podcast. Well that's not true. We do sometimes, but not really. Uh, but yes, a a significant day for for America, for the world, and of course, most importantly, for the Hall of Presidents. Yeah. And uh, we will wait to see. It did take a while, I think, for Trump to be added. And I remember the first time, you know, Disney weren't exactly making a big song and dance about it when it was confirmed that Trump would be added. But of course, he was, and he recorded a, a speech for it. And the the mannequin, the animatronic, got made. Uh, and I thought it looked absolutely hilarious. Unfortunately, I never got to see it. Um, I would have seen it earlier this year, but not for coronavirus. 
So um, I don't know what what happens. And does Trump, Trump, the Trump model will get kind of shunted to the back somewhere, I guess, and will just be part of kind of the the sequence of nodding, and then Biden yeah. will be the one that does the speech at the end. Is that how it will work? Yeah. So Trump will be moved somewhere else, I would imagine, to the back somewhere, out back and <laughs> shot, <laughs> um, melted for glue. Oh Jesus. Your time's up, pal. It'll be interesting to see whether they'll get him to... Mickey, like, no, not in front of the kids. I've had enough. <laughs> Just the, the, the boys. Mickey sets the, the boys, boys on him. <laughs> Mickey, yeah. It'll be like that episode of the cartoon, the uh, the pinata episode. Just a massacre. <laughs> they just whack the Trump animatronic. Sweeps come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess they're going to move him to the back. Be interesting because obviously, quite a controversial president um, has you could say that has um, been uh, spoken quite uh, negatively of previous presidents uh, all throughout history. Um, so let's hope that they don't actually come alive like um, in Toy Story and just all the mannequins, just Abe just beating on him. <laughs> Yeah, the, the curtain rolls up at the end of one show, and then the audience just is gasping in horror as the, the Abe's got his fist raised. Li- <laughs> yeah. I'll show you the most racist president since Abraham Lincoln. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's not what he means. That's not what Trump says, is it? It's the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah. He's the least racist least president racist. since Abraham Lincoln. Done the most for black Sorry, people I'll... since Abraham Lincoln. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I've been covering the election for the last three nights. I've been on overnight duty and it's been quite enjoyable, although I didn't get to see, despite being primed, of course, at all times, I didn't actually get to see any of the electoral vote numbers go up over the course of those three nights. So I was actually felt quite bitter when I woke up this evening and saw that everything had happened finally. And it was like, oh, great. Um, awesome it, oh, man. they say journalists get a uh, front row view of history but I was in fact asleep <laughs> I, I'm i never so uh, obviously you and I Tom Tuesday night stayed up and uh, watched the coverage until 3, 4ish I think I was 3, you was 4 um, yeah that was a waste of time yeah waste of time like we would if it was the UK we fully would have known who'd won by then all votes Practically all votes would have been counted, job done. And yet somehow yeah. they haven't even finished counting and it's Saturday. Madness. Well, they need, obviously need to um, install some fast pass lines at some of these counting stations. Seems to me like the obvious solution here. Yeah. Um, they, they almost need or, to. Or, you know, rather than, rather, rather than let people vote by mail if they're concerned, you could just make it all contactless, you know. You just tap your magic band on a, on a touch point. <laughs> Blue, blue and red touch points. Oh, that, that's kind of kind of a cool idea. Oh, not don't forget the uh, that other party, um, Liber- libertarians. Uh, the Lib Dems. Yes, the Lib Dems. <laughs> the Lib Dems probably would have tried to claim that they could have won certain states, even though they're not even involved. Um, their whole election strategy last year here in the UK was like, we can win here. We're winning here. We can win here if you take out. All the other parties and only allow the vote to take place 
uh, in a seven-minute window between the hours of four o'clock and five o'clock on the second Tuesday of last month. We're winning here. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't name you a third US party. Uh, the, You've just had a solid go at it. The Libertarians. Joe jo, Libert- jo Jorgensen, her name is. Joe Jorgensen. Jo, yeah, something like that. Joe, it's definitely Joe like Jorgensen, Jorgensen, something like that. Um, right. Scandinavian uh, in heritage, the surname. York, it's definitely it's like a Jorgensen sort of thing going on. Uh, she got thousands of votes. Thousands. Thousands. There are thousands of us. Uh, and I think there was someone anyway. else, but uh, who knows? Theme park news, should we Oh, talk that's, about that's it? the thing we do, right, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Uh, it's been a bit of a of a depressing week, frankly, for theme park news because the, kind of the, the main headlines of the week have just been the fact that more have been forced to shut again because of the coronavirus, uh, all very much uh, reminiscent of earlier in the year. Slowly but surely, plenty are closing. I guess the only thing is that it's probably unlikely at this point that uh, the like the, some of the big US parks that have reopened will close again. It seems like they're in it now for the long haul. <laughs> um, but last week uh, we reported, <laughs> maybe being generous, but we reported that uh, uh, Germany's theme parks were going to close. France's theme parks were going to close. Um, so, you know, Europa Park, Disneyland Paris among them. Yeah. Uh, because of uh, resurgence of coronavirus there. Uh, we now know that Efteling, in the Netherlands is going to have to close. That's another one of Europe's top theme parks because uh, of new lockdown rules there. Um, it's going to be shut for at least two weeks uh, until November the 18th. And uh, here in the UK as well, Josh, we're back into not quite as strict a lockdown as we were in the early part of the spring, but we are in the toughest under the toughest measures that we have been under since then, yeah, uh, we now officially cannot do the podcast unless we are doing it in a park, uh, in person. That is obviously we haven't done a podcast in person, and you know since before the first lockdown, yeah, we are probably going to end up getting very close to an entire year having yeah. um, not done a podcast in the the main studio. Which, considering we had done that pretty much every year, every week, sorry, without fail for. Uh, about a year and a half is kind of crazy. Uh, interesting. So, uh, if I, if one of us registered the podcast as a company at a company's house, um, then legally we could then do the podcast in the same room. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, like so, the radio station's doing radio shows in the same room now, and obviously you got TV shows doing it. But technically speaking, we'd be we'd be a business at that point. So. Uh yeah, we'd be we'd be allowed to do it in the same room. Uh, is this is this a proposal? Are you are you are you suggesting we should register ourselves as a business? Uh, no, maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. Um, I I don't I I I'm not convinced personally. Technically, we, we don't have. Yeah, technically, I'd have to have a sit down. Income. If we were to do that, I'd have to sit have to sit, have a sit down with my current HR. About having two jobs, so uh, I can't be bothered with that. Right, really? No, no, I'm not sure this classifies as a job. As professional an outfit as we are, yes, um, we are not actually professional when it comes to this podcast. Yeah. We wouldn't have to pay any tax because we make bare losses, so there is that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, yeah, we're not tax avoiders. We just don't make any income. Yeah. We literally lose so, money. We do. We do, yes. Anyway, um, a, a consequence of the UK lockdown means that theme parks have had to shut. So uh, lockdown was announced. What happened last week? So last week we recorded the podcast on Friday, I think. Is that correct? And then yeah. lockdown was announced on Saturday. Yeah. And then we went into lockdown on Thursday at midnight or you know, sort of Wednesday going into Thursday. Yeah. And and I must admit, it, it hasn't really registered with me yet because I've been so focused on the US election and that's kind of been all consuming that and I and I've not left the house. Uh, um, my life hasn't changed. Right. I, I mean, I guess for you, I mean, maybe the only, maybe the first time it might click for you is, um, is, is if you try and get hold of one of these uh, uh, fancy new Xboxes in a few days' time. And obviously you may well have ventured out in the car to maybe track one down, but now yeah. you can't do that. Technically speaking, um, obviously once this podcast has been out, but uh, for us tomorrow, I would have been going to watch some uh, some football. Yeah. Alas, uh, so I won't be doing that. So I don't have to get up anymore. So that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. That is nice. Um, so uh, here are the, the, the theme parks that have had to close. Some of the major ones, anyway, uh, that, have, that have kind of issued official closure notices. I mean, they didn't really have to do this because obviously they have had to shut. But um, yeah, I mean, Alton Towers, Towers. Sorry, go ahead. Alton Towers would have been shutting down anyway. Eventually, yes, that's why I was a bit confused about. Um, why some of these parks felt the need to issue official statements on this because I thought they were all kind of seasonal anyway and would have been coming up on closure, especially as we're now past Halloween. Mm. Uh, but Alton Towers obviously closed on the day uh, and will be closed until further notice. That includes the theme park, the water park and hotels. I think at this point you would just not expect them to reopen until the, the, the season, um, yep. the summer season begins where they would normally reopen. So I think that's just that's what you'd expect there. Uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach uh, will not reopen until the 6th of February. Um, Chessington will close temporarily. No word on a reopening there. Legoland Windsor, the same. And Thorpe Park, the same. Um, Thorpe Park did put out a notice that they had some pass holder events planned um, for uh, just a few days after the lockdown began and uh, would obviously be getting in touch with the people who had booked uh, about that. So yeah, I mean the, I mean I guess what with France, Germany, Belgium, UK, Holland. I mean that's basically all major European theme parks. You know the vast majority of them are shut now. Yeah, certainly the uh, the, the big coronavirus. the major parks. Yeah, how do you see UK parks coming back from this? So I guess in some sense the timing of this isn't a huge bummer for them because obviously they would be expecting to shut around now anyway. But how do you see them sort of bouncing back from coronavirus more generally? I mean, I, I don't know, for example, by the time they reopen, I mean, there might be some hope of, you know, an early vaccine by then, uh, and, you know, treatments having improved further. You know, will they still need to enforce a mask policy, for example? Um, what do you what do you envisage the state of a Thorpe Park of an Alton Towers being in, say... You know, May of next year, if they're open by then. Um, well, I think, I, well, yeah. So I don't think any of those seasonal parks will open until their season starts again. At this point, um, no. Is that normally around May time? Yes, yeah, usually slightly. Early. It's usually around uh, March, April. 
Oh, okay. Um, I think Alton Towers usually does something at Christmas, but obviously that can't happen. That's not happening. I don't imagine at this point because uh, they've got the hotels as well, which mm. it obviously depends on where we are in March, April, May. Um, I would imagine if they're allowed to open, they'll open in uh, at probably a similar capacity to what they shut at. Um, right. What was that? Because you obviously went to, you you braved the uh, the coronavirus pandemic when lockdown eased and went out to Alton Towers and Thorpe Park over the summer. Does that feel like a lifetime ago already? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. And that was what July, right? So, um, yeah, yes, I think so. It's kind of mad. Um, I was actually going to say uh, there was actually a program out this week at Alton Towers that was filmed while I was there. Oh yeah, um, were you were you in it? Did, have, have you watched it? I have watched yourself? it. Uh, I did not see myself. No, um, it was called oh. Alton Towers: A Roller Coaster of the Year. Um, if you're in the UK, you I see what they did there. Probably get it on four, whatever four demand, all four, or, uh, whatever their um, platforms called. All four. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So they started off at a lower level. Um, it's quite interesting as well, actually. So the uh, the lead, the person who's kind of in charge of admissions, um, who was standing at the door, like welcoming everyone in, I was like, oh, I actually saw her. I was, I yeah, she was there when, you know, obviously. But it was like, oh, yeah, I spoke to her. Claim to fame. Claim to fame. I spoke to the. Lady I talked who to a lady that I Towers. saw on the TV. Yeah. Mum, mum, that lady. I saw her. I'm a famous. I'm a famous. Um, I've been on TV quite a lot in the Formula One coverage, actually. So, uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I've been on a Netflix, Netflix show as well. So the F1 Netflix show. <laughs> well, I'm impressed. Yeah. And you can tell you it's me. Stick that on it's your... The, uh... It's the tall guy wearing a baseball cap uh, looking like an idiot. Yeah. Are, you, are any of these um, claims to fame? You should stick them right at the top of all your various dating profiles i reckon oh, i should do that yeah uh, in a netflix any sort of show. grainy grainy screen grabs from netflix like oh that's me there yeah that sort of blurry mess in the background circle it. that's me yeah honest gov honest yeah so they uh where were we alton towers so at the beginning of lockdown so i went kind of the beginning of the second week of july uh that it was open yeah. And so it was at this at kind of early smallish capacity. They have had since increased the capacity from that point. Oh, okay. Um, right. Thirteen wasn't running when I when I went. Whereas by the end of lockdown or by the end of the uh, season, it was running. They got that running, which is cool. So I had increased capacity. I'm not sure quite where they were, but by the end of it. But I, I'm I'm not sure it would necessarily be at a level that I be comfortable with hmm. um but it depends on how they're spacing people out on the rides etc yeah and then we'll have to see where we go you know it's tough right because this thing's ever changing uh uh sort of vaccinations are ever daily you know progressing through their cycles and that sort of thing uh and potential uh remedies are being concocted you know to save people who are real and that sort of thing so we'll have to see where we get to at that point but um based on where we are right now i would say yeah probably opening maybe probably half capacity i would say to uh to like maybe two-thirds capacity at tops 
is what what is probably what I'd say right now if they're opening in March, April. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's worth noting we did do trip reports from your visits earlier in the summer and you can go back and listen to those and by and large you were pretty impressed and felt pretty safe while you were at both of Thought Park and Alton Towers. Yeah, so for sure. Um, I it thought seems the staff, like they've generally done a good job. Yeah, I thought the staff were doing a pretty good job, um, all in all. Nice, that's good to know. Uh, hopefully they're able to bounce back well from this, but um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, it's worth noting, of course, that the UK has extended its uh, furlough scheme, so that may be of some help to them. Obviously, there will be, you know, they rely on seasonal staff anyway, so once again... You know, the timing of this lockdown and, and this resurgence of coronavirus may not have as big an impact on, on an Orton, or it won't have as big an impact on an Orton Towers or a Thorpe Park as, um, as a, an entertainment business that would be open at this time of year, but still, uh, obviously not an ideal situation. No, not at all. Hopefully they're able to get through it. Yeah, and uh, any uh, staff that are laid off from any of those parks and uh, any of the parks across Europe and the world, um, just got to say, you know, Good luck. I uh, hope for all the best for you guys um, and that you get out of the other side of coronavirus um, in a pretty good spot. Yeah, for sure. Well well said. Um, but whilst uh, theme parks are closing their doors in uh, Europe, uh, there is uh, quite an exciting opening going on at Hong Kong Disneyland later this month. They have announced that the uh, the new castle that they've been working on will officially open on the 21st of November. Oh, nice. uh, it's called the Castle of Magical Dreams. It's um, an expansion of the old Sleeping Beauty castle. And uh, it's kind of, it's different because each of the castles, obviously, in the various Disney parks are all reflective of a different princess. But this one now is going to be kind of an amalgamation of like a dozen or so different Disney princesses. Yes. I, I think I've got that right. Yeah. So... That's pretty cool. And another sort of example of how they're investing, how Disney are investing in the Hong Kong park. Um, we obviously know about uh, there's a frozen expansion plan there, isn't there? And Marvel attractions as well. So, yeah, it's it's a park I would like to visit at some point. Uh, what, what do you make of the castle, Josh? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, obviously, in the kind of artwork when they first showed it off, um, it's a lot better than it was when they, <laughs> it was, you know, the original uh, castle. Uh, so I'm glad to see that. Yeah. They, uh, and it's good to see that they're putting in more effort into that park. Um, again, it's a shame to see uh, the other stuff that is going around in Hong Kong separate to the park, you know. Oh, for sure. It's, it's uh, one of them yin, yin and yang sort of things, you know, you've got the good and the bad. Uh, it is a volatile situation in Hong Kong. And has been for over a year at this point. God, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, if you're within the uh, whatever the equivalent of the purple lampposts are here, <laughs> if you're if you're within those, maybe everything's fine. I must admit, I mean, looking at the pictures of the castle, the most striking thing to me is just how nice the backdrop is to the park itself, like the the where it's set geographically. Hong, yeah, Hong Kong is spectacular. Yeah, the mountains in the background, the uh, fantastic tree line. It's great. Um, it's 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 lavish it's very picturesque so yeah i i'm keen to go at some point but as i say hong kong is uh that's has been one, volatile so. that's the one what is that um not you only live twice uh 
can't remember what film it is now. Which Bond film is set in Hong Kong? Yeah, one of them, uh, and it's uh, he gets on a boat, uh, or like a um, a launch, as they call it, um, and I think it's like a police boat, actually. Uh, like, he's sort of, quote-unquote, arrested by Hong Kong police. But Hong Kong police drop him off in this half-sunken ship, and he walks through this half-sunken ship, and inside he's just at an MI6 base. Oh, yes. I, don't, I know what you're talking about. Uh I can't remember which film it was. I watched all the Bond films from the sort of back end of 2018 until the early part of 2019, and it was all designed to be leading up to uh, what we then didn't know was to was No Time to Die. We just knew it as Bond 25 back then. Simple times. Simple times. And then obviously got pushed to, I think, later in 2019, did it not? And then got pushed to early 2020 and then got pushed to late 2020 and is now late, <laughs> now it's early 2021. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Man with the Golden Gun. Is that the one with Scaramanga? Yes. Um, I think um, uh, You Only Live Twice does actually see, just act, uh, is still in Hong Kong as well, but different, so right. different part. Not the one you were thinking of. No, because uh, in You Only Live Twice, he is in the Murphy bed and gets killed, and then they drop him off the sea, and then the sea gets picked up by a submarine. Great. Uh, cause, um, you know, cause I do hope, of course, there's long, long-standing rumours that James Bond will have some representation at the London Resort. Yeah. I wonder. I thought you were going to say, uh, you hope that turns out that Sean Connery uh, lives twice. No. <laughs> oh, well, that would be great. Sean Connery rises again. That would be, you know... It's been a pretty decent Saturday for news, right? But yeah. that would really top it off. Because um, you know? last well, week, of course, Sean's Sean's death, uh, you know, tragic as it was, sad as it was, uh, was overshadowed somewhat here because it, it coincided with the announcement of lockdown two. It would be somewhat funny if Sean rising from the grave was overshadowed by Joe Biden winning the presidency. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, not now, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we have to wait until Sunday, right? That's do we? That's how. Uh, that's when people rise. From yeah, I guess so. Dead. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't rule it out because he did drink from the cup of Christ. It's true, as we as we as we know. Yeah. So that should stand him in, stand him in good stead. I know he did leave the uh, the the crypt or whatever you want to call it. So I guess that kind of makes it null and void. No, 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 it's not. It's not that right. It's it's that you just have to continue like continually drink from the cup. Oh, okay. But they lost the cup. They though. lost the they cup. They dropped yeah. it. So he's still, you know. Indiana. Yeah. Let it go. I would listen to a Sean Connery cover of Let It Go. Has that been done? Someone must have done that. Someone <laughs> must have done that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's um, from one Disney park to another. We head to Epcot and we have our first look, Josh, at the coaster cars, the coaster trains for Guardians of the Galaxy. Cosmic Rewind. Now, I, your observation kind of uh, threw me for a bit of a loop because you, having uh, looked at this picture, seemed to suggest you thought the cars were different sizes. But I think we have, in fact, now just deduced that the uh, there's a, a lady, presumably an Imagineer, in one of these cars. And she, uh, we think, is a borrower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, she is not sitting in that seat. In what I, I, the lap bar is up as well, which I guess makes is puts all the position, all the angles all a bit weird, but uh, yeah, because mm. it looks like she's tiny in that seat, 
It, it does, to be fair. It does. But we, we are we are fairly confident that she is a normal sized lady, and this is a, a, a trick of a trick of the camera lens. Yeah. Uh, and and all the cars are certainly the same size. Um, so we, we've heard a bit about this from Disney before. They've kind of been describing this as a story coaster because it's going to be, you know, just as focused on kind of constructing a narrative as it is providing, you know, high speed thrills. Um, so the, the the trains are kind of designed to be able to sort of pivot and show you stuff, I guess, in a not dissimilar way from uh, the Gringotts ride at um, in Harry Potter land at uh, Universal Studios. Right. Would that be? Is that kind of what you're expecting from this yeah, as well? I, the way I, those kind of could spin? Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking because they're quite big. So I, I was thinking, I guess, a bit more like um, hmm. uh, uh, Sc- Scorpion, is it? Score. There's one at Bush Gardens. Uh, what the the coasters that the coaster that spins? Yeah, but kind of it can can control the spin, right? I, a little bit. Um, I thought, but the, well, Cobra's Curse spins at Bush Gardens. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess a bit like Gringotts, but it doesn't seem like it stops. Is the pertinent point here? Um it will continue to right. move. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, Gringotts does stop on a couple of occasions, doesn't it? Uh Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, in terms of the you know, how they do the storytelling, will it be screens, will it be physical sets and props and audio animatronics i guess it remains to be seen i think you know based given disney's heritage and i mean you sent me uh a news article from the verge which was um showing some of kind of disney's next generation audio animatronic oh, technology God, yeah. and it was just kind of the uh the base layer of that so there was not you know there was no you know artificial skin or anything these guys these models weren't dressed up and it was frankly horrifying yeah um but you know the nuances of the movement, especially kind of the eyes, were uh, scarily realistic. So you could perhaps imagine those being put to good use on a ride like this, yeah, if they really want to tell a convincing story. Yeah, I think on a, on a, on a roller coaster, it's gonna, it would be really cool if they managed to do that. Um, it's been interesting because obviously in, the, in those videos, um, I'll put them on the show notes. Obviously, uh, the camera is sort of on the uh, animatronic's chest, so I don't, right, I don't yeah. know. You know, I, I guess you would just pre-program it, and you can get rid of the camera at that point, right? The camera is just so it reacts to the person rather than the human standing in front of it. Yes, yes, yes. That was another big part of these animatronics that yeah, meant to be able to kind of respond to, um, I guess, to guests. So you know, you could this could be the next generation of meet and greets. You know, save money; they don't have to hire people to dress up. They just have robots doing the work. That's a scary thought. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Westworld. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! Westworld, I felt had so um, much potential, and then wasn't that good. Uh, no, I, I, I was, I, I geeked out a lot in the first couple episodes of Westworld as, as a theme park fan. You know, I thought the way in which the uh, uh, they captured the nuance of of how an animatronic moved was really, really well done you know like the older models of the animatronics that were kind of in storage yeah i thought that was really cool but yeah i fell out of it you know i I did finish the first season but i wasn't really drawn to i just kind of did it out of obligation and then i i gave the second season a shot and fell off it really quickly i did actually watch the original movie uh earlier this year um, which was okay no your brenner 
Yes, 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 as the man in black. Yeah. Uh, which, was, yeah, like I say, that was okay. It was really short, actually. It was like barely over an hour. It was kind of weird to watch a film that short. Wow. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll read the book as well at some point. Yeah, I'm sure the but, book um, is the... Uh, is that Crichton? Or is it mine making it up? It is, yeah. And then he also, I think, directed and wrote the film. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, obviously, I think he got a credit for the story, you know, for the film, for the Jurassic Park uh, script, but it seems like he was way more hands-on with Westworld. Yeah. Um, and, and interestingly, I think, I think I'm right in saying that he directed it. Send it a correction if that is incorrect. Yes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, these Guardians coaster cars look pretty cool. Apparently, they're all somewhat unique as well in terms of the patterns on them. Uh, they're not all... They're not all exactly the same. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, but no date still on this. I mean, I think everyone is assuming that it will be done in time for Epcot's 40th anniversary, but that's not until October 2022. So that's still a long way. And they've been working on this for a while. I mean, the show building is enormous. That's been very, very visible and obvious to anyone who's gone to Epcot in the last sort of year or more. Yeah, that is not subtle. It's absolutely huge. So obviously this is a very ambitious ride. I don't know if construction would have slowed down at all during the pandemic. It may well have done, but regardless, it seems like it's going to be taking them a very long time. By the end of it, they would have been working on it for 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 some years here. So um, yeah, but that's kind of the case with all Disney's major projects right now, right? In terms of rides, there are no dates on this. There's no date on Tron at Magic Kingdom. I don't think there's a date on Remy. Uh, the Ratatouille ride at Epcot. That seems fairly so, close, though. Yeah, that feels like it should really be something they're able to announce a date for mere months in advance. You know. Yeah, I, I think I if it's going to open this year, it's probably it's probably too late now. I yeah, think I reckon... there was some uh, optimistic hope that they might open it for Christmas time, just for like the locals. But I think that's unlikely. I think they'll wait until. Um, I reckon first half of yeah, next year. More of a, yeah. When do you think Florida will be viable again for international travel? You know, when because the UK actually, all things considered, um our sort of our our rules regarding putting countries on our sort of list of places where you have to quarantine or shouldn't go have actually been fairly strict, at least more recently. Obviously we took ages to get on top of it, but it's actually now fair like when will the UK feel confident uh, if not encouraging, but kind of having a, a less restrictive approach to people traveling to and from the US. Like, it doesn't feel like something that's going to change anytime soon to me. And, and that no. may well be reflected of other countries as well. Like, why would, you know, when will people feel safe to fly to the US again? Yeah. To go on holiday? Uh, well, yeah, Florida, uh, the US and especially Florida right now are kind of a lost cause, I would say. Um, yeah, I think so too. Like Biden obviously talks about wanting to get the coronavirus under control, but it's it's like Pandora's box, right? I think it's too far gone at this point. It's more about how you recover. Yeah, um, and he's not going to be president until February anyway, right? So, mm. um, so it's kind of irrelevant. Short term, it's kind of irrelevant. Uh, I think it takes you a couple of months to get on top of it to a point where uh, you get to a realistic level compared to uh, Europe. Um, obviously Europe's had a spike, but I mean, compared to where we were sort of July, uh, July August time. Um, so, uh, I, 
it's tough. I think maybe maybe they get on top of it by June. Mm. Um, you know, they might have a vaccine by then. It, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts there. But um, obviously, California uh, is still not open, so um, I don't see that opening until maybe March next year at the current rate. Yeah, uh, but we'll have to wait and see still. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. We still have the Florida <laughs> holiday kind of tentatively booked for April, you know, just pushed 12 months. Yeah. I don't see it happening personally. No. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're planning, well, my parents, I say we, I, I'm currently not going, but uh, 2022 is currently the plans for my family to go. My, uh, you know, obviously when I went, I went with my parents and my brother and his family. Um so those that lot are going again in 2022 was the plan uh we'll have to wait and see whether that you know depends on where america is at that point um parents have cancelled a lot of holidays uh, <laughs> over this year which you'd figure would be pushed as well so um it would kind of depends maybe, we, maybe we'll go? get to japan though um that's what? true japan seems feasible maybe we can maybe we will be able to do japan in the spring Yes, as we were as we were supposed to have done um, this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the only reason I wasn't uh, confirmed is that it's twenty twenty two. I didn't want to commit to a holiday two years right, in advance. Yeah. Uh, anything could happen, you know. It's true, but, but you might feel like you need it, Josh. You know, if twenty twenty one is anything like twenty twenty, uh, yes, you, you may well feel like you know what. Yes, I need to go to my happy place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I, I'm in a, a lucky financial position where I'm saving uh, money for uh, like a house and that sort of thing. So if need be, I can just tap into that money and go kind of whenever because uh, that's the perks of living at home <laughs> with your parents still. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I have the, uh, mm. the, the perk of just having the money sitting around uh, for if I really need to go. Well, you're going to spend it on new games consoles, let's be honest. I uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they're all sold out, <laughs> so I can't do that either. True. I mean, that PS5 is... You could... That is not... I've seen houses that are smaller than that, I would I would say. Yeah. So um, maybe you could live in a PS5. You just sort of take the, um, the weird wings off and just snuggle up in there. <laughs> Probably gets nice and warm in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be fair, if you put like if you put a stick between them, then it would look like if you pulled them off, put a stick between them, it would look like a tent. So it would, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, great. Well, that's uh, that's that's a podcast in the can. We've 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 surpassed forty minutes here, despite thinking there wasn't really a great deal of news. It's almost like we ramble. <laughs> almost. Uh, you mentioned the show notes a few times there, Josh. You can find them at joshualawrence.info. Sure can. Um, you can find the podcast at parkrush.com. You can find us on Twitter at Parkrush Podcast. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash parkrush. You can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. And uh, I think that's I think that's everything. So yeah. um, take care out there, everybody. If you're in the UK, of course, uh, stay at home as much as possible. And uh, stay safe from coronavirus. If you're uh, elsewhere, uh, stay safe too. This this pandemic uh, is is hitting hard just about everywhere at the moment. So we'll get through this month, and then we're on the home stretch to Christmas. 
and then uh, we'll see what 2021 brings. But um, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Park Rush podcast. Until then, goodbye. Ciao.